When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. And... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's brought to you by no one. It never does because this is an episode number 48. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't even episode number 49. (laughs) No, it's episode 50. What an episode we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 50. Oh my gosh, what have we got? We got special guests? Hell yeah, kind of. We got giveaways, you betcha. Um, um, yep. I don't know. We got stuff. We got, we got stuff. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Woo. Hey, 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 hey. But let's, let's pull it back a little bit. Let's pull it back. Because for the 50th time, it's now time to hand the mic over to a man for episode number 50. Now, this man will have slept with over 50 women just in the past week. You know his name. It's David fucking Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze. Colby, a.k.a. the Cordobotomus. And sorry for all the balloons, party food, strippers, and cake. It's a celebration, bitches. Can I take your coat for you as you walk in? I'll put it in the other room. Oh, that there. Oh, that right there. Yeah, you better believe that's my Ferme. And why not park it on up in there as it is episode 50 of the Park It In My Ferme show 
the Formula One comedy show talking all the news, discussion, opinions, results, previews, reviews, burnouts, Austrian outs, t-shirt, wet t-shirt contests and more. If it happened in F1, I'll talk about it as long as it's interesting and, and it's on the major sites that I see it. But let's get to the housekeeping. Let's get it all out of the way. If you want to catch up on the previous 49 episodes, and believe me, you do, head on over to the best internet page on the whole World Wide Web, parkingbyfurbay.com, and download all the episodes there. Better yet, look at your listening device. You looking at it? Smack that subscribe and follow button like it owed you $5 so you never miss out on a new episode published twice a week. And who wouldn't want to get down and dirty with the cool bottomless two times a week? I have that soothing, smooth, sexy sounds twice a week penetrating your ears. Ooh. But what are we going to talk about today? Oh, I, 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 I don't know. How about the freaking Styrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring? How's that for starters? All the news from the weekend, breaking down absolutely everything that happened there. We'll talk about Verstappen being naughty with his burnouts. Bodas being extra naughty with his burnouts. And Russia moving its GP. Stat of the week. Embarrassment sandwich. The good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, uh, what was that? Valtteri Bottas is stopping by the episode to sing a song for you to today? <laughs> Oh my god, I can't, I, can't, I can barely even speak. I'm that damn excited. Well, if that isn't a recipe to get the blood flowing, pumping right down into my plums, then I don't know what is. So, all I can ask you to do is sit back, grab a glass of vino, put the feet up, close your eyes, and instead of thinking about George Russell's shirtless this time around, pay attention to my voice as we get ready to break down every single thing that happened on the weekend. Let's go with the race recap. The hills were alive in Austria last weekend as we did race one of our Austrian back uh, to back and race two of the first triple header of the year. The Styrian Grand Prix promised us everything. Wet weather, lots of overtaking, drama, excitement and more but it was about as welcoming as a fart in an elevator. Look, it wasn't a bad race, but on paper it looked like it could have been the race of the year. I was so excited that my nipples broke through my laptop screen. They were that pronounced. They were that erect. It promised to be wet during the race and qualifying and even free practices, we got none. The wettest thing out there was Helmut Marco's t-shirt on the podium. Ooh. The Austrian Styrian mountain gods decided to spare the race, keeping us drier than my nan's groin, and thus a bit repetitive and boring. But enough of being so damn negative. Let's start breaking down everything that happened. And first of all, a bit of congratulations to Red Bull and Max Verstappen. It was a perfect race from them, qualifying fastest, looking very, very strong, didn't put a foot wrong and went on to win comfortably during the race. It was the fourth win in a row for Red Bull, and it would have been the fourth win in a row for Max if it wasn't for a stupid tyre issue blowout in Baku. Earlier this season when Mercedes had the advantage, it was because of silly errors that Red Bull were making. But now that they are limiting those errors, they are just seeing flawless results, win after win, and look almost unstoppable, even on tracks that are traditionally suiting 
Mercedes-powered engine like in Austria and in the Paul Ricard circuit in France. The worst thing that could happen is we get a repeat of next weekend. We, we get that same race we just had next weekend as well. But we've been promised the wetness again. I've checked the forecast. Oh yeah, it's moist and damp, baby. You better believe it, so it better bloody happen. I think the race itself wasn't actually too bad. The issue is we've been a little bit spoiled this season. We've had incredible races already, and we are now expecting that every single race weekend, which isn't the case. But nevertheless, we had a good race on the weekend, and we need to do all we can to break it all down. Have a look at it session by session and bring you all the info from the Styrian GP. Free practice was just everyone getting the feel for the track, I feel. Like, it, no one was going out there to prove anything. They were going through the motions, not showing their cards and just doing their thing. But there is a unique feature in the Austrian GP circuit. And that is, it's fucking tiny. It's like half the size of Sunoda. That's how tiny it is. Traffic is always an issue there, which often leads to some good racing with three DRS zones. You're going to see a lot of action, but Pierre Gasly was the first to run into a spot of bother with the traffic. Take a listen as he has a few choice words to how much space the smooth operator Carlos Sainz is taking up. Carlos is a... But this wasn't the main issue in free practice across the race weekend. We move on to FP2, where Valtteri Bottas is trying to lay down some rubber in the pit stop area for better traction during pit stops, but ended up losing control and spun in the pit lane. Look, you will hear the incident happen and Crofty praise him for having control of the car, but it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Listen, listen afterwards as you hear McLaren pit crew talk to Michael Massey, Massey, aka Michael Sassy, on the FIA radio about the incident immediately afterwards. So pit stop, and then they go out, lay down a bit of rubber. Off he goes, whoa! Oh, it's the warm Not great, turns out. So a lot of people standing around there. And well done, Valtteri Bottas, that's supreme car control, to not let that get out of hand and smash against the pit wall or a garage. Yeah, Michael, that's absolutely ridiculous. Literally, we could have taken other guys out there on the pit wall. Agreed. Thank you. He was later hit with a three-grid spot penalty as a result. But now we're going to have to move on. Get rid of FP3. Fuck it right out the window. Let's move on to qualifying though. And as soon as I put Esteban Ocon into my fantasy F1 team, he shits the fucking bed and cannot get out of Q1. Danny Rick was also struggling, but managed to limp across and scrape through. But there was the usual suspects going out in Q1. Joining Ocon, it was Nikita Mazepin, Mick Schumacher, Kimi Raikkonen, and Nicholas Latifi. All packing their bags up early. But the funniest moment of Q1 was about halfway through when everyone's done their initial runs. And Nicholas Latifi went out there and set the fifth fastest time and freaked everyone the fuck out. I, I honestly thought it might have been the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like everyone's going, okay, all right, all right. We've got the people going. And then Nicholas Latifi goes, hold on. I'm the quickest motherfucker here. I'm going to prove it. I got a great chuckle out of that. Q2 is underway and we go back and forth with the Mercedes and Red Bulls up front. Keep 
everyone glued as Gasly and Norris were even having a bit of fun setting incredibly fast sector times. But there were a few things to take away from Q2. Alonso made it through and he just looked great. That Alpine looked fantastic. Take a listen, especially because Ocon couldn't do jack shit with it. Take a listen as how over the moon he was with that performance. Beautiful. Nice lap, mate. That was good, man. So enjoyable. Whatever the position will be, I did enjoy. Darren Ricardo, I mean, Daniel Ricardo looked sluggish compared to Norris and was eliminated, joining Seb Vettel and Giovinazzi. Carlos Sainz also went out struggling to keep up with Charles Leclerc, his teammate. But George Russell also eliminated. Which, which wouldn't surprise you, but he missed out on Q3 by eight one thousandths of a second. Oh, I'm sorry, George Russell in a Williams missed out on Q3 by eight one thousandths of a second. But now we're up to the main event of the Saturday Q3. And again, traffic seemed to be a bit of an issue despite having only half the field running out there. Bottas already knew he was getting a three-place grid drop after qualifying because of what happened in FB2. So it was vital for him to get a good quality time. And immediately, he was halted by Tsunoda. This is Valtteri Bottas on uh, his uh, last lap. Whoa. Oh, dear. Tsunoda. But it was Max Verstappen beating out Bottas by nearly two tenths to qualify on pole and set himself up perfectly for the race. Take a listen. Max Verstappen crosses the line one by one. They tried to challenge him here at the Red Bull Ring this afternoon. And one by one, the challenge failed. It is back-to-back -back poles for Max Verstappen. Pole position, mate. Oh, yes. Nice job, nice job. Got to make both laps work good enough for the pole. Well done. Yeah, we call that lovely. Sonoda got a three-place grid drop as a result of holding up Bottas. And with that, we saw Russell promoted to starting P10. Could this be the first time we see George Russell in a Williams score some points? Question mark? Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. So the starting grid for the Styrian GP was all... After all the penalties were applied... It was Verstappen onto Hamilton, Norris, Perez, Bottas, Gasly, Leclerc, Alonso, Russell, Sunoda, Carlos Sainz, Danny Rick, Seb Vettel, Racing Car Jesus, Nicholas Latifi, Esteban Ocon, Kimi Raikkonen, the Iceman, Mick Schumacher, and the, uh, the chesty grabby guy, Nikita Mazman. But it was finally race day and immediately Charles Leclerc was out there collecting front wings like he was Kelly PK collecting drivers. Pierre Gasly, who loves P6 more than a fat kid loves cake, was unfortunately one of the drivers who received a massive puncture from a little light tap from Charles Leclerc. Gasly tried to hobble back to the pits, but the damage was too severe and he had to retire and he was the first retirement from the Styrian GP. Thanks Gasly for fucking up my fantasy team again. Williams also had a bit of a shocker. Well. When I say Williams had a shocker, George Russell did everything he could. He did his part. He got up into P8 because Leclerc and Gasly all the way back at the grid and out. All right. And he was closing in on Fernando Alonso in P7. Like he, he had pace too. He was pushing. He had his tire choices and everything. It was fantastic because he actually qualified P11, promoted to P10. He's up in P8 with fresh tires, whatever he wanted. 
and it was all but certain George Russell was going to get those first Formula One points in a Williams. Oh, I was excited. I, I had a little tingle in my groin. But then car reliability started. They pulled George in for an early pit. The pit stop lasted 18 seconds. I've had sex that's gone quicker than that. And then on lap 39, citing reliability and engine issues as the reason Williams retired the car. Take a listen to the disappointment in George Russell when they had to retire that car. Okay, George, bad news. We're, uh, our day's done. Uh, sorry, mate. Don't need to apologize. We're in this together. We go again next week. We get those points next week. Next week. Don't worry, guys. And quietly, I think an excellent pickup in the fantasy team if you want to switch it up a bit, honestly. Now, yes, I did just explain how my last two fantasy pickups absolutely sucked. Gasly and Ocon this weekend were not good choices. But George Russell, he's cheap. Add him on. Back in Austria, he proves he can get top 10. He's always going to out-qualify the teammate. I think I'm going to add him. I think I'm going to add him. Ocon, take a hike, mate. Now, there were some squabbles throughout the rest of the race, but it was business as usual. Red Bull did try a two-stopper for Perez to try and mow down Bottas. And I think it was also ultimately to set the fastest lap, but it fell just short. Hamilton pitted for a few, uh, for a second time as well, late to steal that fastest lap point away from Perez. But that left Verstappen out in front comfortably, getting the win and doing a little burnout to celebrate in front of his team. Take a listen. Max Verstappen slows down to take the checkered flag and absolutely crush the opposition here at the Red Bull Ring. He wins the Styrian Grand Prix. Oh, mate, that was uh, just perfect. Nothing more to say than that. Yeah, unbelievable. And the car was on fire today. So nice to drive. Unbelievable. Thank you very much. That was absolutely clinical, Max. That's a great, great drive. Keep, uh, keep turning that screw. Well done. And uh, another win at home. Feels uh, really good. And Verstappen hit it right on the head there. The car was absolutely perfect. Nothing wrong with it at all. All weekend. Just looked too strong. Max actually looked like he wasn't even trying. Honestly, he looks like he was just going through the motion and still able to set those blistering lap times throughout the weekend. So Lewis crosses the line for P2. Take a listen to the radio message. Hamilton takes second place and does get the fastest lap of the race. Well done, mate. Uh, good job today. So we've got fastest lap. It's P2. We gave it everything, guys. Let's keep pushing. Not the result we wanted, but we still got good points. Yes, that's all we asked for. It's just keep on pushing, mate. So looking back at the Styrian GP, it wasn't that it was a boring race. A lot happened. It really did. Again, I think it is coming down to us getting spoiled. We are eating ice cream with chocolate topping and sprinkles, and it's incredible. And then all of a sudden, we're handed a Snickers. Like, yeah, I, I love Snickers. There's nothing wrong with it. But I prefer the ice cream with chocolate topping and sprinkles. It's just better. Now, we're back here next week, and I think there... This is where a true F1 fan will love the Austrian GP. We get to look at what new strategies emerge, what new setups teams run with, and whether or not George Russell can score a fucking point. Oh, and PS, Helmut Marco on the podium, wet t-shirt contest, yummy, yummy. Wouldn't mind smothering that in chocolate sauce and sprinkles. And now, the news. News, 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 news. Cody, 
Formula One news. Pocket in my Fermi. Formula One news. It's the pimp news. Pimp news. Didn't steal this. It's definitely the pimp news. Pimp news. Pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my Fermi. Formula One news. Pimp news. Yeah. It is the pimp news. Hey, you over there in the court? No, the behind the clown, next to the punch bowl. Hey, whistle man. I couldn't have a 50th party without inviting you. Do your thing. All right, we're going to start by talking about that Verstappen burnout. Now, as you as you know, I just uh, mentioned it before. As soon as Verstappen crossed the line to win the Styrian GP, he celebrated by doing a burnout at the line to really just bit of a... It's like when you hit a home, home run in baseball, because we've all done that, because uh, I'm a superstar athlete. And you stand there and you watch it go over. Or you're playing Call of Duty and you, you teabag your opponent after you kill him. Um, it was sort of, it felt like it was a bit like that. But turns out Michael Sassy, Michael Massey was not happy with it at all. He said that the location of the action and with the rest of the field still racing flat out to the finish, it just didn't impress him one bit. It was not an ideal situation, he said, which is why I spoke to the team immediately and told them that a told them accordingly that it's something that would not be tolerated in the future. That's what Michael Massey, Formula One sporting director said, or sorry, the race director said. But Formula One sporting regulations say that the winning driver may perform an act of celebration providing it is carried out safely and without endangering officials or other drivers. Now, I don't like the fun police. All right. He was having a bit of fun. He was having a good time. He worked really hard to get that win. And then all of a sudden, Michael Massey comes over and says, Hold on. No burnout there. No fun. Nah, nah. You drive around. You pick up your rubber. You have an awkward team radio like like the rest of us. And you get on that podium. And then you play with Helmut Marco's wet nipples. But I'm actually going to agree with Michael Massey here. Because Perez and Bottas were racing all the way up to the line. Sure, Hamilton was was probably uh, quite a few seconds clear. He was able to be fine. Uh, just roll over the line. But Perez and Bottas were still fighting all the way to the end. Imagine if that was happening and they came around the corner. So I'm actually, for once, I'm going to side with authority. Moving on. No upgrades for Hamilton. What? 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 He's only in second place. Not far behind, Max. Less than, I think, a second place. So if... Hamilton finishes second and Max doesn't get any points. Hamilton takes the lead. But Toto Wolf has other ideas. He said, we have stopped developing for this year because we believe the next years are so important to get right. Having said that, this is far from over, he added. We will be winning races this season and we will be having pole positions. And we'll be fighting as much as we can every single result. Look, do I think Mercedes' car is not good enough to win races this year? Hell no. Mercedes will be just fine this year. But they will not win a championship this year if they stop now developing the car for this year. Now, could he just be blowing smoke because Mercedes like to do that? Yeah, of course, of course. He could be making the whole thing. So how much do we actually look into this? Look, I think so much importance is placed on how you get the car right for next year. That's why Haas aren't even looking at the cars this year because they know how important it is, race one, that your car is good to go next year. 
because that's got years and years. Like that's a decade worth sort of of setbacks if you fuck it up. So I don't believe they're entirely not working on the car, but I just don't believe that it's their top priority right now. It's going to be next year. We all know it. Moving on. Now, Valtteri Bottas has come out and said that the penalty was just a bit too harsh. He said, in my point of view, it's quite harsh. When asked about that penalty after qualifying, I never imagined after that there would be a penalty for that type of incident. Of course the other teams, when they see the opportunity, they complain that it's dangerous, etc. So that we are penalised, he said. That's how it goes. Everyone is out there trying to screw you over in this sport. Yes, for sure it can be a dangerous situation if there's a lot of people in the pit lane. Battery, Bobby, I love you, dog, and I cannot wait till you're unlated to sing a song. But you fucked up. Like, yeah, lay down that rubber, baby. But uh, sometimes you got to hit it raw. No rubbers required, because that is a bit dangerous, and I'd be doing the same thing. Because if you just turn around and clean someone up, yeah, I mean, it, nah, not even going to think about it. Bodass, you're in the wrong. I think a three grid. Place penalty is quite a- accurate. A good penalty. Probably should be a fine to the team as well. Fine to the driver. Probably a 50k fine to the driver. You know, 200k fine to the team. You know, like, hit them where it hurts. And finally, Russian GP moved from Sochi to St. Petersburg. Thank the Lord. There is an end date to Sochi. Sochi, Sochi. It sucks. It is one of the worst races on the calendar. I. This is what. Uh, this is what the head of the FIA CEO Stefano uh, Domenichelli had to say. I am pleased to confirm, following joint intensive work with our Russian partners and detailed assessment of Igora Drive, Formula One will be racing at that amazing circuit from 2023. That's what Stefano Domenichelli said in the Agora Drive statement. I am impressed by St. Petersburg and believe that the Russian Grand Prix at Agora Drive will be an incredible event. The circuit is four kilometers long and its grandstands can accommodate 50,000 fans. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit excited about it until I saw the track layer. It's got more turns than the Austrian circuit. Uh, and it's shorter. I feel like it's just going to be slow and windy. Like, I, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I, but street circuit, we've had two street circuits this year. One was a hit. One was a meh. But that was a bit to cover in the news today. What do you guys think? Did you agree with what I had to say? At Parker in my Furby on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I, I honestly, I know I'm being a party peeper, but uh, Bottas and Verstappen, your burnouts, not on, mate. Not on. Upgrade for Hamilton? I think they're bluffing. I think they're full of shit. And, uh, yeah. Sochi, fuck off. you crap. That's what i got to say about that. Slide into the DMs. I'll be waiting there with arms wide open to catch it. But now, it's time for... Your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. 
I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Ah, uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. So, let's talk what happened on the weekend. We got to talk about Mercedes. Now, they've now gone four races in a row without a win. That's the longest winless streak in F- in the F1 hybrid era for them. The last time, sorry, the last time they went four races without a win, though, they ended up winning the Driver and Constructors Championship. So is it all doom and gloom there for Mercedes? I mean... How's that for your stat of the week? He's a stat, man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Box, Daniel, box. Box confirm. Okay, everyone, just a reminder, episode 50, woo-hoo-hoo, baby. Oh, man, I am looking forward to Valtteri. I, I hear he's, uh, what's that? Oh, yeah, sorry, the party, it's a bit loud here, it's a bit loud. Valtteri's just walked in to the house, he's, he's in the other room, he's just warming up. Warming up the vocals. Ha-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. So make sure you stick around for that, but I hope you're hungry because it's uh, time for an embarrassment sandwich. Now everybody, gather round. Because I get embarrassed. Do you get embarrassed as well? I think everybody does. Now it's time for the embarrassment sandwich. Because all the Formula One drivers do embarrassing things just like you and me. Embarrassment sandwich. Ooh, I'm hungry. Embarrassment sandwich. It's time to eat an embarrassment sandwich. That's right. I am so... Shut up. Shut up with the intro. Jesus. I am hungry. Oh, and when I'm hungry, we eat an embarrassment sandwich. So... Obviously, stuff embar- like these drivers do embarrassing crap all the time, but they're still the best in the world. We need to talk about our flaws too. So I created the embarrassment sandwich. It's one layer of something embarrassing I did, one layer of something embarrassing that happened on the weekend to a driver, and then another layer for me. Because it's not fair that we pick on the drivers all the time. So first layer, well, when my mum and her friend found my porno mag stash, and they were doing a full clean of the house. They threw it out, but not before my mum's friend then told her family and her friends how some of the pages were stuck together. Layer two, Valtteri Bottas's penalty. I mean, you're trying to lay down some rubber, mate. You're one of the best drivers in the world. You're fucked up. All right, and that is embarrassing. Layer number three, I was chatting up a girl on MSN. Yes, that's how old I am. And... She just wasn't responding to some of the questions that I was asking her. She was a girl I went to school with. So I just thought if she's not going to respond, I'm just going to start typing swear words. So I started just typing, fuck, shit, dumbass, bitch. She eventually came back to the conversation and thought, Cody, 
What's wrong with you? What are you doing? So yeah, I don't know. I just thought maybe that's how we we chat up girls these days. But that was your embarrassing sandwich. Jeez, I'm full. How are you all feeling? Are you feeling full? Embarrassment sandwich. Ooh, I'm hungry. Embarrassment sandwich. It's time to eat an embarrassment sandwich. Oh, and we just had a race on the weekend, so you know what we've got to do. Talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. From the race we can, this is where we break down everything that was good, everything that was bad, and everything that was ugly. Alright, well let's start off straight away with the good. The good Max Verstappen, excellent race from him, flawless from Red Bull in general. They did their thing, qualified fastest. Pit stops were perfect, strategy amazing. His drive, just flawless. The good Lewis Hamilton. Look, he was in a slower car. He stopped to get a faster slap. He did everything great. You know, I can't, I can't fault Lewis. He had a great weekend as well. The good George Russell. George Russell had a really good weekend. I mean, he he's Mr. Saturday. Just misses out on Q3. Goes out there in the race, gets himself P8, and then what happens? The car cocks up. Nothing to do with the shirtless wonder. So hopefully next weekend, we're getting some points for George Russell in that Williams. The good Lando Norris again. The man loves a top five finish more than I love a Jessica Rauba nude Photoshop spread on Google Images when I search for that. The good Charles Leclerc. Look, he was good. He raced really good when he was racing, that is. When he wasn't hitting other people. That is the good from the weekend. Now it's time to talk about the bad. Oh, and there was some bad on the weekend. We're going to start with Charles Leclerc. Take a listen to the audio. One of my best performances ever, but at the same time, so disappointing. I need to receive the images. I don't know how much she moved left or not at the beginning. The bad. Pierre Gasly. Look, I mean, again, it wasn't really his fault and he qualified P6. I'm just being a harsh asshole. But yes, you're in the bad. The bad. Styrian Grand Prix. Look, when you're going back to back on a race weekend at a circuit, I think, I know it costs a bit of money, but they should set it up. So like one way you go the opposite way. You know, the other you go one way, the other the opposite way. How cool would that be? It would throw the drivers off. It would be fantastic. I understand there's costs and safety benefits and, and, and issues and so on. But something would have would have been better. Just mix it up. The bad. The Austrian weather. The fact that it was too good. You promised us rain all week long and we got excited. We got wetter than the weather did. That's for sure. Wetter than the track. It was very, very dry out there as well. Drier than my nan's groin. That is all the bad from the weekend. There's only one thing left to do now. We've talked about the good. We've talked about the bad. Now it's time to talk about some ugly. Now there's not too much ugly from the weekend. But there's one team that do ugly, ugly things. And it's not us. 
Williams, you've been atrocious lately. But give my boy, George Russell, a reliable car. If the shirtless Instagram wonder wants to get himself some points for you to make your car look half decent, to make Valtteri Bottas want to come back and drive in your car, and you need to make a car that's not going to crash out and not have engine faults, it's not that difficult. So you are branded the ugly from the Styrian Grand Prix. So that was the good, the bad, and the ugly from the Styrian Grand Prix coming from Austria. What do you guys think? Hit me up at the socials. Did I miss out on any at Parker in my firm, mate? On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Slide into those DMs like your Kelly PK sliding into an F1 driver's DMs. Seeing what Maxi Boy's up to this weekend. She slides in. Oh, oh, what's Danny Rick up to next weekend? Oh, what's the Hulkenberg just got married? Doesn't matter. Not a current F1 driver? Ooh, maybe not, maybe not. No, I kid, I kid, I kid. But that's your good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, Valerie Bottas, I can hear him warming up in the other room, but before he comes on, I just want to play for you a bit of audio between him and Lewis Hamilton because the man knows the average size of a beaver's penis. That is why Valtteri Bottas is my main man lately. Let's take a listen to that audio. Like I know exactly by millimeter the average <laughs> penis size of a beaver. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say human, but isn't the beaver? Beaver. <laughs> why would you know that? <laughs> exactly. It was one of the questions, so I had to figure out. And? <laughs> I think it was... Um, what do you have to find out? <laughs> I think it was like 30 millimeters on average. So you went online of, of and researched. European, European beaver. So. so if you go on your web browser, you've got... <laughs> what's the average size? Yeah, when I was Googling it? those things, I was afraid that I'm going to get arrested or something. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, <good. laughs> That's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mr. Valtteri Bottas. Toto Wolf, this one's for you. I've been holding back a long time, but I, I think I should tell you how I really feel. So get ready. Are you ready? I'm just a Finnish boy driving a car so fast. I win my races. I show my ass, but the pain I hold. Yes, this pain I grasp has cut me deep. The name is Valtteri Bartas. My teammate is the GOAT. But I race quick and go-go. My mind is loco. I start to drink some SoCo. I don't want to be Samwise. I want to be Frodo. All I can say is fuck you, Toto. Why don't you love me? Why don't you care? I got more of a chance to win again in a fucking Williams. Why don't you love me? Why don't you care? Got more of a chance to win again in a fucking Williams. Fuck George Russell, his shirtless Insta pics. Chiseled jawline always acts like a dick. It makes me sick. So why don't you love me? 
why don't you care? Got more of a chance to win again in a fucking Williams. See, I was happy to sit back. Let Hamilton win the races. I sit in second, collecting trophies, collecting places. I like how the champagne tastes. And now you want to kick me out? Well, good riddance. I'm happy to be out, so how about I go to the slowest team and show you all how to drive. I drive to survive. You said you wanted me? You lied. You don't want me. I don't want you either, my silly friend. I'm going to go and win a championship for fucking Williams. So why don't you want me? Why don't you care? Got more of a chance to win again in a fucking Williams. Why don't you love me? Why don't you care? Got more of a chance to win again in a fucking Williams. Fuck Toto Wolf, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell. All I do is hustle, bustle, jostle, and tussle. So why don't you love me? Why don't you care? I've got of a chance to win again in a fucking Williams. <laughs> Alright guys, before we go, something serious. I do want to say a massive thank you to everyone that has listened over the last 50 episodes. It is so huge when I started out. I didn't even think I'd be doing this uh, for that long, but I love what I'm doing right now. I love entertaining you guys. I... I hopefully can keep entertaining you guys so make sure you subscribe make sure you follow get your friends on board as well let's make this the number one comedy f1 podcast on the planet just like my mum keeps saying it is and it, it really does mean a lot when i log in and i can see the stats and see that you guys from all over the globe too are listening from everywhere uk us all throughout europe south america even africa ethiopia i've got someone in ethiopia listening to me that's amazing just to even think about throughout Australia as well and Asia you guys have been phenomenal and as always thank you so much so so much for listening thanks for listening Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.